my goodness, you crazy son of a bitch. Do you have any idea what you've just done? You've just discovered the Marks and Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. This is the show that may or may not be an hour long based on your perception of time and how much I've got to say. So strap yourselves in and prepare your ears for the journey of a lifetime with your host of the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour, me, you idiot. Welcome, everybody, to the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. This is episode number 121, and this is also a continuation of episode number 120, where in that episode, I shared the four, the first four installments of the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour. And so this week, on episode number 121, I will share the next four installments of the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour. So there, we've done eight episodes all together. And of course, the idea is to do more episodes. But as I mentioned last week, uh, I... I now live in Las Vegas, Nevada. My brother Greg lives in Burbank, California, which makes getting together to do a YouTube show um, a little bit inconvenient. So, we haven't done any installments since episode 8. However, that said, we do definitely plan on doing more, so uh, especially for those of you who, uh, who enjoy it, rest assured, there'll be more. But for now, you know, on the podcast, I wanted to share with you guys what we've done, um, partly because I'm proud of it, partly because it's just a good excuse to to take uh, you know the audio visual uh, take well really take the audio of the audio visual medium of a, of a YouTube show and share it with you guys here, uh, because I suspect there's at least at least a few of you, probably more than a few of you, who maybe didn't even realize that I was uh, that I was co-hosting a YouTube show. So you know this is a chance to hear uh, hear some other some other stuff that I get into creatively speaking. So for the uh, for the first ten minute installment that I'm going to share with you, the theme of this episode is sports, and we call this one "Sporty Love." And uh, for those of you who perhaps didn't catch last week's episode and have not seen even one episode of the Greg and Martin Ten Minute Chat Hour, then uh, then I'll very quickly fill you in on the premise. Uh, every week, you know, when we're available to do the show, my brother Greg and I we sit down. We select a theme, and then we talk about it for 10 minutes. Generally speaking, uh, he and I will usually end up telling a story or two wrapped around that theme, and once the 10 minutes is up, we stop talking. No matter where we are in the conversation, we shut the fuck up. That's how that goes. So the, the installment I'm about to play for you now, like I said, it's sporty love. So in this one, Greg and I talk about sports, primarily how Greg cares less about baseball than he does about convincing the citizens of Minnesota that he's a genuine fan of the Twins. Oh, sure, he can go on about their stadium's fancy beer and vegan hot dogs, but can he tell you anything about their stellar crew of promising rookies? Well, you're going to find out. As for me, I spend most of my portion of the 10 minutes ensuring that uh, nobody takes Greg seriously as a sports fan, but also... Um, I open up a little bit about my torture tenure as a Little League baseball foot soldier. So you're going to hear all about that and possibly more right now. Welcome, everybody. Hello. I was, I'm was. i Greg. I'm, I'm Greg Lestraps here. I knew this was going to happen. And joining me today 
is a YouTube superstar. I, I am the fastest rising YouTube superstar the in the history fast. of the World Wide Web, mm-hmm. Martin Lestraps. Yeah. Yes, he is. Indisputable. Indisputable fact. Mm-hmm. Google it, but not for the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Notice anything different? Uh, I noticed two things different. Yeah. One, I'm a bigger superstar this week than I was last week. <laughs> well, everybody notices that. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. But something else that maybe uh, is different from last week, but not different. Different in one way, but not different in another way. Because we only, we only have 10 minutes, I'm going to cut to the it's chase. It's somewhere up in here. You're wearing a hat. I'm wearing a hat. But not just any hat. Well, I wore a hat last week. And, it's the, and, and we established last week that, you know... You I love you love hats. I love hats. I love hats. But this is a very specific hat. It's a very specific And it's hat. not just a hat. There's kind of a, a uniform mm-hmm. happening. And it wouldn't be crazy to assume mm-hmm. that this uniform represents your very favorite Major League Baseball team. Now, see, I can understand why you might think that. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I have nothing against the Twins. I, yeah. I like the Minnesota Twins. They're great. My girlfriend's from Minnesota, which, you know... So we have no shortage of University of Minnesota and Minnesota Twins mm-hmm. gear to wear on any for any occasion, mm-hmm. whether casual or formal or business attire. Mm-hmm. But no, this is uh, I'm from Los Angeles. I, you know, I, I love I love my Dodgers. Yeah. You can't you know, yeah. you can't live in L.A. and not love the Dodgers. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Just, just so we can validate for the audience. Mm-hmm. What, what sport do the Dodgers play? OK, well, we didn't talk about this See, i they're i figure, are they baseball too i know the twins are baseball now are you testing me because okay see you know here's the thing martin knows that i'm not the biggest sports guy i do in the world i do i wasn't gonna let him get away with fooling you guys <laughs> thank you thank yeah. you for calling me out i on saw YouTube. I, I i saw you walking down the road and i said you know what hey bus come this way <laughs> I got someone to throw under you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your tires look like they've got some work to do. Yeah, they, they look like they have Greg written all over them. But no. go ahead. Okay, finish so, your story. Listen, uh, I will say uh, the Twins, the Target Field, mm. is, that's one, of, okay, while I do, you know, I'm an L.A. guy, sure. I love the Dodgers, mm-hmm. uh, in, in so far as I love baseball, but I I don't enjoy going to Dodger Stadium <laughs> uh, all that much. And especially having gone to Target Field, which is um, it's like it's like luxury. It's like this amazing stadium. Are people not fighting in the parking lot? People are so nice to you. Like you're sitting in the thing and you, oh, are you would you are you out of soda? Would you like a sip of my soda? What? They've got like craft beer. They've got art artisanal vegan sausages that you can get at Target. What? No lie. No but at lie. the very least, they injure fans no, wearing no, no. the opposing Everybody, team's ev- jerseys. No, no. You've obviously never been there. Everybody there is so polite and so nice, and everybody's having a good time. They just want to watch a, a baseball game and, and have fun with the with the whole family. I, I don't make it a habit of taking my kids to Dodger yeah. Stadium. And, and the amazing thing is... You are talking about the, the Minnesota Twins and Target Field mm-hmm. with the passion of oh, somebody who likes right. sports. Let me tell you. Okay, so here's – it's funny. I went to the Minnesota State Fair uh-huh. uh, this last Labor Day, and um, I was wearing this. So I was wearing the gear. <laughs> and uh, let me back up a little. Okay, so before that, literally like a day or two before that, I was dropping my kid off at school, and one of the proctors outside – 
I was wearing the hat and he's like, how about those rookies? <laughs> and I said, I had no idea what he was talking about. There was no point of reference. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh? He's like, you know, Buxton. <laughs> like, I, he's like, twins. You're a twins fan, right? I'm like, oh, right. I'm because I'm wearing the hat. Yeah, the twins. I, I sure. Yeah, there. I, I don't really know names. I don't. I've been to the games and <laughs> I enjoy them and they're great. Yeah, and you shot the target from time to time. So flash forward again to Labor Day. I'm at the Minnesota State Fair in the gift shop because it's the end of the day. I've gone all day with nobody making any mention to my hat. I'm in line, get to the cash register. The guy behind the register goes, how about that game today? I'm like, what game? (laughs) And he says, wait, the twins game. He's like, (laughs) <laughs> Buxton really pulled through and I looked at him and I said those rookies this year man how about them so you know I can play it off but uh, oh. and, and actually I, I found out he actually Buxton really did come he, through on he's that good game. as far as those Minnesota twins I work he goes that's what you were telling me anyway no that's what I was telling you that's you were, what I wanted to get across you were you were not, not the fact that I'm a huge poser <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but if I have oh. any sort of any sort of passion for sports, mm-hmm. I've got hashtag sporty love. Oh, sporty! Nice. What does that rhyme with? Forty love. Forty love. What? What? What's my sport? Tennis. I love tennis. Sporty I love. love tennis. Let's sporty put that love. in the title. We, <laughs> we just should. we just titled we episode five. Isn't that lovely. That's like nice. How I did that. Good for you. I'm glad we didn't go over that one. Now here's my love situation, tennis. right? Yeah. So you're my you're my big brother. I'm your mm-hmm. little brother. Uh, but there's actually two siblings between us. Yeah. There's four of us all together. Yeah. You were always, uh, you were creative, you were singing, you were taking dance classes. I, was, a, I was in theater. Which was very cool. Mm-hmm. And then the next two siblings were these amazing athletes. And then there was me. Yeah. And so even though you, you know, you were doing something else, you know, if, if the three siblings had loved me, one was creative, two were athletes, mm-hmm. nobody necessarily told me. That's what you have to do. But just by right. observing our family, it's like, all right. I you guess, would assume. I guess this yeah, is guess what we you, do. And and believe me, I kind of a, a little bit felt that I that there might have been some sort of pressure, although I didn't really respond to it. Like, I, I just, you, <laughs> you just couldn't get me to care about right. certain things. Football. I'm sorry. I love, have you seen The League? You've seen The League. Oh, of sure, sure, sure. Terrific show. I love TV shows. I about love sports. The League. I get zero of the football references. (laughs) So the fact that I can watch the league and enjoy it as a show really says a lot about the show. You don't have to love football to watch Mm -hmm. the league. It's just, and actually the league, I just watched the very last episode. Did you play little league baseball? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I would, cause see, I did. Now here's the thing. Did you want to play little league baseball? No, I didn't either. I did not. But I got signed. I got signed up every. I know every, you were in T. Every, I, you were in T ball. I remember that. And here's the other thing again, because I was the youngest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two siblings above me, below you, mm-hmm. outstanding athletes. Both of them great. Our mm-hmm. sister was a an all star. She was one of the, like the best softball player in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, our brother Aaron, this amazing athlete, and so our parents. Yeah. Oh yeah, bless their. I think they just assumed. Well, well, you know. Also, when I was very young, our father used to referee college football. Oh, that's right. And he used to drag me to football High school games. football, right? No, it was college football, wasn't it? 
Oh, it was high school football. Don't whatever. look at the audience. They don't even don't know, know what you're... They don't know. <laughs> I was looking at our producer. Our producer, All right. I thought I thought she might know since no. she was married to him. No, okay, so high school football. Sorry, <laughs> I thought it was college football. Sue me. What's the difference? It's football. Yeah, it's, it's a, just another um, sport you're not watching. It's a bunch of guys in shoulder pads and tight pants mm-hmm. slapping each other on the ass. Hashtag sporty love. Hashtag <laughs> sport, sporty love. So, no, he but he would drag me to the games, and I don't know if he was just... He just didn't have anything better for me to do or or if he was just kind of like going maybe if he goes to enough football games <laughs> you were his not his first child and a boy but see that's the thing is people assume that because i don't love all sports equally mm-hmm. like i have i love tennis and that's kind of it yeah. I, i've recently started enjoying golf okay. but i still haven't i don't sit in front of a television you certainly appreciate it. boxing I no, I did. There was actually, yeah, yeah. But that's Muhammad Ali was kind of my gateway sure. Uh, sure. athlete, and because he was uh, and still is an absolute hero. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, Muhammad Ali was just bigger than life. And yes, I have an appreciation, and, and I and for and I had a love for boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was kind of when it start when boxing became sort of just about knocking out the person as soon as possible, mm-hmm. and it became less. There was less of a craft and sure. an art to it. Sure, when it was no longer the sweet science. No, it was no longer the sweet science. It was just it was just you know somebody giving somebody yeah. a pounding. It was street fighting. But here's in something interesting mm-hmm. between tennis, boxing. Golf, these are all sports that rely mm-hmm. on the individual and not the team. You know what? And I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I hate teams. Yeah. Ten minutes aren't up. we got to keep oh, going. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, man. I thought now, I, I was forced to play Little League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Our parents didn't know that. They thought I liked it. Yeah. But in my mind, Little League Baseball, school, eating your mm-hmm. vegetables, they all existed in, in, the, in the same plane, which is right. you don't like it, but you have to do it. Right. Um, so I play, I, I put on my uniform every Saturday. I went to practices. I didn't want to. I wanted to no. watch TV and play video. Well, that, I, I get, there was that, apparently. I, I could have sworn I actually got further into, into that story, uh, my Little League story, than I actually did. But apparently all I did was really start it. So uh, let me go ahead and uh, wrap that story up for you. I'll, I'll give you the quick version because, you know, we got to keep this show moving. Uh, basically I was a kid. I hated baseball. I hated little league baseball. I played every year, not because I wanted to, not because I asked to, but because my parents signed me up every year and they did it because bless their hearts. They thought that I enjoyed it. And I thought, I thought that I had to. So collectively we conspired to do this thing that I hated, but they thought that I loved every year for years and years, uh, until one particular Saturday morning, it was the first First day of the new season of Little League Baseball, I was adorable in my Oakland A's uniform, and or was it the Philadelphia Phillies? It was one of the two, probably the Phillies, who knows? Who the fuck knows? Who cares? I was in neither one of those cities when I was playing Little League Baseball, but that didn't matter. Uh, I was walking to the field with my mother, holding her hand. It was at Altaloma Junior High School, walking to the field, and me just thinking out loud. I wasn't even making a, I wasn't making a statement. I wasn't protesting. I didn't even mean for her to necessarily hear me. I was just thinking out loud. I said, I don't want to play baseball. And that's all. It, it was just me putting voice to what otherwise would have been my my inner inner monologue uh and i expected nothing to come of it but my mother was like oh really and i said no and she said okay and we turned around and we went to the car and we went home and i never played little little league baseball again and i couldn't fucking believe it because you know you mean to tell me 
that for all those years, all I had to do was tell them that I didn't want to play Little League Baseball. And I could, it could have ended. The torture could have ended. But either way, at least it ended there, which was, which was better than it not ending at all. I mean, you know, who knows how many more years that could have gone on, me, me you know, suffering through Little League Baseball. Now, that said, the next episode of the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour, this one we call Book Smell. So if, if it's not obvious enough, the theme of this one is books. Because if there's only one thing that fans of the digital age love, it's paper and ink. Books to be exact. So on this episode, Greg and myself, we discuss books and the various ways that they've influenced our lives. Um, for me, for me, it's probably a little bit obvious, but um, given that I'm an author... Books have had a profound influence on my life, so certainly I'll talk about that. But for Greg, even though he's not an author himself, he also loves books. Uh, he loves them so much that he insists on reading to his children and getting robbed at gunpoint inside of bookstores. But you'll hear about that right now. Welcome, everybody, to the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour. I'm Greg. I am the. I, I am currently coasting... On a wave of internet immortality as the fastest rising YouTube superstar in the history of the planet Earth. People are talking. Martin Let's Lestraps. Let's face it. People are talking. Martin Lestraps. Welcome to my show. Episode 6. Did Epis- I mention that? Welcome to episode 6 of my show. Of, of well, our, our... So, if there's one thing that I can... Uh, so, we, we've set uh, a template for mm-hmm. ourselves. We have a timer. It says 10 minutes. When this timer is up, mm-hmm. it beeps. No matter what we're talking about, we stop. Yep. Now, six episodes in, you would think that we would have it down. We'd know, okay, uh-huh. you know what? We're running out of time. We should probably start wrapping this up. But that's not the case. The last couple of episodes, yeah. we were deep into some stories. Yeah. We didn't get to finish. Um, we didn't talk to each other for a week. No, we did. We got really upset. Yeah. Uh, we didn't speak for a week. We showed up today mm-hmm. to do the show. This is the first time we've spoken. How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing great. What I couldn't, I couldn't care less. Okay. Anyway, uh, what? Let's 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 address the elephant in the room. You're wearing another hat. No, this not, this time it's not about our hats. Okay. Behind us, we have this is my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. We have my books uh, that I that I love. I love to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, you love to read. I do love to read. And and it's and that's always been the case, right? You've always loved to read. Ever, I, for as long as I can remember, I have every day of my life. I have always loved to read. Hashtag opposite day. Oh yeah, no. I have not always loved to read, although you know, what I'm I'm always a little bit hesitant to say that because I'm I'm an author. I write books, mm-hmm. and I want people to read my. No, no, books. no. You should own it, own it, because it's who you are. It's I, part of your journey. You know what it absolutely is. Yeah. Now here's the thing: like when I was a kid, uh, our our mother used to read to. Well, I, I was younger than you. You were a teenager, off doing you know drugs and rock and roll. But mm-hmm. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. She would tuck me in the bed. She would sometimes sit at the foot of the bed, right. read books to me. Uh, sometimes it was maybe like a like a young kid novel, but there'd be pictures. She'd show me the pictures, sure. and I love seeing the pictures. And sometimes she would read, and she wouldn't show me a picture. And I would say, "Show me the page." Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't. She would tell me, "There's no picture on this page," but I wouldn't sit. So you she didn't would, trust her, I because <laughs> that's the kind of mother we have. You yeah, can't she's trust very, that very untrustworthy. Can't trust her. That's the truth. Not for a second. Unfortunately. No. Uh, and she would show me the page. It would just be words. She thought I'd be disappointed, but I was always satisfied. I, I wanted to see what was on the page because there was a story coming from mm-hmm. whatever whatever she was doing. 
So at a young age, I, I enjoyed stories. I enjoyed books. Mm-hmm. I certainly enjoyed being read to. Yeah. I loved comic books, which is primarily something you introduced me to. Yeah. But then just in terms of my imagination, with a comic book, there's there's pictures and there's colors. The story is kind of spread out for you. Mm-hmm. But it was a very I was I was 18 years old before I like truly was able to read a book and engage with the story and really fall in love with it. But then from that point forward, um, I I really have genuinely for for the last you know 20 years. Uh, loved reading, loved books. Um, I, I read books often. I kind of feel like I'm trying to play catch up mm-hmm. for the for the times that I, that I didn't read. Right. And of course, but there's always that awkward feeling of like you know now that I'm a novelist, I, I always feel like people probably assume that my life has been sort of you know my life has been devoted to books uh, mm-hmm. you know for forever. Since I've been all uh, that unfortunately, books, but now it's and, the case. and you as a father absolutely uh, keep books away from your children. No, no, that's not true. I, I actually well, I love to read. I don't always have time to read as much as I would like to read, uh, especially, you know, that's just being a dad. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, and, but my kid, my older, my older daughter, Scarlett, asked me just uh, yesterday, she goes, what, what's the last book you read? And I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know. I think the last time I read a book was when we were uh, uh, right on, on a plane to uh, Minnesota. And she was like, in the summer? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I guess it's been since the summer because you know, yeah. it, I made the two foreheads videos mm-hmm. that was like wall to wall work mm-hmm. like every single day. And I just didn't have in between that driving the kids to school. But, uh, but I think what you're kind of getting at was with, with my kids, I started reading to them when they were infants mm-hmm. uh, and people thought I was crazy. You yeah. know, certain grandparents, I'm not naming any. Yeah. Names. Primarily because you were reading them my novels, which even I thought well, that was kind of inappropriate, maybe, but whatever, maybe but, wait, but, the, but people are, you know, oh, they're, they're, they don't even talk. They don't know what you're saying. They're mm-hmm. not appreciating this, but here's the thing mm-hmm. for me. One of the things that I love about books and one of the things that I love about bookstores, I could stay all day in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. I could get lost in a bookstore. It's that smell um. hashtag book smell. Ooh, nailed it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I just came up with that right on the spot. Anyway, but that smell, and also you're reading to your kids, and the mm-hmm. dy- and if, and if you, I like performing, yeah. you know, when I'm reading to my kids. I like performing all the time, anyway. Yeah. Uh, just ask the ladies. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but when I'm reading to my kids, it's like they, the, for just the dynamics of what I'm reading to them, and then they see the pictures, you know, because I would be reading them picture books. So they know that what I'm saying has to do with what's on this page and the whole, the whole process of physically turning pages. Because I'll tell you something, I got my kids uh, a Kindle because I thought, well, you know, it's the future. Mm-hmm. And the kids today, they love the electronics. Certainly my kids will uh, love to read their books uh, sure. on a tablet. But my kids, no, they like, they like old-fashioned books. They I like, love it. Holding books in their hand, and you know, as an author myself, uh, when, when I when I first when I when I published my first novel, mm-hmm. Inside the Outside, I'd never held a Kindle in my hand. I don't even know if I'd seen one in person. Yeah, but I knew that part of being in the publishing game is I had to, you know, I needed both print and and digital yeah. books. Yeah, and so I I think it was I, I, it might have been several weeks, possibly months, yeah. before I actually saw the digital copy of, of my very own book on right. a on a Kindle, and eventually because it takes uh, forever. IPad. For a digital, digital—that's <laughs> the one thing about digital media. No, it takes forever. It's super fast. I just—I never, it never, it never occurred to me to buy one because, oh, like, right, like right. your bookshelf, I, I love, I will always love a no, paper book. I love, I love it. the, the, the and paper. And nothing against, and nothing against Kindle. And a lot of people love them. And it, like, if you're gonna go to the beach, 
I mean, I get that. It's 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 handy if you're sure. on a plane and oh, you yeah. can, yeah, I can just, I'll read this book or I'll read this book. I totally get it. It's like when you carry a book, when you put a book in your, uh, in your, uh, pocket, pocket, knife. no, in your, what do you call it? Your carry-on. Shoelaces. Your carry-on. And you're uh-huh. on a plane, you oh, put sure, it in your sure, carry-on. Sure. carry-on. It's like, you're not going to take a variety of books and pick the one that you're in the mood for. You have to commit. I'm going to read this book. Mm-hmm. This is the book I'm taking. Boom. It's there. And yeah. then you're stuck reading, and if you're on the plane, you're like, eh, I'm not really in the, the mood takes for that. Off, you're not feeling it. Yeah, you're stuck. You're, yeah. That's what you're reading. But whatever. There are worse things. Tough luck. Tough luck. Tough luck. Yeah. Anyway, but no, books are books are great. What um, I was talking about bookstores. I used to work at Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. back in the day, and uh, I was actually held at gunpoint. I, I, I was going to say you probably have a really a, wonderful memory. No, I was a. That's it. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I no, I did love. It was working at Barnes and Noble was awesome, especially if you're an avid book reader. Mm. I don't know how it is now working there, but this is like ages ago. Yeah. And now, um, now, now, now being robbed at gunpoint is totally lame. At but Barnes and Noble. no, 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 no. Now it's people don't like it, but it's all uh, digital. No, back, but back then I'm working and you can, you know, it's like your lunch break. You just grab a book off the shelf and you, you know, you can go back in the break room and I'm just kicking back, eating my lunch, reading a book. And then after lunch, I put it back. Mm. I don't know if they still let you do that, but back then they let right. you do it. And it was it was awesome. I I burned through so many books working at Barnes and Noble. It was mm-hmm. amazing. I didn't make any friends because I was always in the break room. But reading. you did get robbed. I did get robbed. Oh, that was it was kind of it was a little scary. But it was funny because my manager, the manager of the store, she had just come back from some manager's summit or something, <laughs> and they said and they told her, you know, whatever you do, if you get held up, don't give them the checks, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'll tell you why I know that. Because a guy held us up. The store was closed. It was just us two closing. He walks in, points a gun at me. And then I was, uh, <laughs> you know, like, whoa, I, we don't really, I mean, I, I can give you what I, what I have here. And he's like, where's the safe? And then I kind of called my manager over and then she sees the gun and she freaked out. <laughs> she freaked out. She totally lost it. And she was just terrified and stammering. She's like, the safe, I can't take you to the safe. I'm like, take him to the safe. He wants to go to the safe. She's like, but we're not supposed to. And we go to, finally, I'm like, just take him to the safe. Let's just do this. Get it over with. He's like, yeah, I just, I want to get out of here. I don't want to do this, but I kind of have to. So he takes us to the safe. She takes us to the safe. She opens the safe. It's like $700 in cash. Probably not even worth anybody's time. But, uh. And he says, that's all there is in there. And she goes, well, just the checks. And he's like, well, give me the checks. And she's like, no, I can't give you the checks. I just went to a manager's meeting and they said, don't give you the." I'm like, just give him the checks. He's like, forget it. I don't want the, I don't want the checks. I'll just take the cash. Have a nice night. <laughs> you let him out. And then, you know, waited like a few seconds. You know, don't call the police. And we're like, okay, no, I'm not going to call the police. And then we totally called the yeah. police back. And sometime in the future, you would talk about it on a YouTube show. And it was funny. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. The funny thing is we did the police report, which that's the thing that sucked really is that I thought I was going to be going home. But no, <laughs> now I have to stay here another hour and talk oh. to the police. But the police came and it was funny. He had this little tiny, one of those little like girly pistols that, that you, oh, oh man. And that was episode six. Uh, Greg was no doubt going to share something interesting i don't know i have no idea what else there was to tell but uh certainly if he had another 10 minutes he would have regaled you with something i I 
fuck if I know. But whatever, he's not here, and I am. So so that's it. Let's move on to the next one, which would be Episode 7. And in Episode 7, Greg and I cough up a hairball of an episode about what else? Hair. We call this one Hair Today. Uh, but as far as the theme of hair, it's not to be confused with the Age of Aquarius Broadway play Hair, which, by the way, I've got a story about that being in elementary school and uh, joining the uh, the the chorus or the choir, whatever the fuck you call it. And uh, I think I, I, the only reason I joined was because the the the, the chorus leader said she was going to teach us the Beach Boys song Kokomo, which I loved because it was like 1987, and the Tom Cruise movie Cocktail had just come out, and that was the the main song from the soundtrack. So I really wanted to learn that song. But instead, I think all we ended up learning was uh, was Age of Aquarius. That's the only reason I know that song. And then many, many, many years later, it would play during the closing credits of the 40-year-old virgin. But that's neither here nor hair. Neither here nor hair. Anyway, um, in this episode, I share a story about uh, my second oldest brother. So not Greg, but my brother Aaron. And how... Uh, how he convinced me that he knew how to cut hair and he wanted to be my barber. So I let him and how that resulted in perhaps one of the more traumatic experiences of my adolescence. Greg, on the other hand, he shares a similar tale of traumatic childhood hair choices, which resulted in a follicle kinship with Miss Barbara Streisand. And for Greg, not the good kind. So that said, here is episode number seven of the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour right now. Welcome to the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour. I'm Greg Lestraps. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted from running a marathon of YouTube superstardom. But I'm not going to stop because you deserve it. Yeah, they can, totally deserve this. Can I tell you something else? No, please. Tell me anything else. I'm bald. That's true. That's a true story. Has that always been the case? Ironic. I've known you your whole life, yeah. and yet I can't even really remember <laughs> if there was a time that you had hair. I used to have hair. Well, here, here's I have a couple of memories about hair. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a lot of memories. I have fond memories, you know, because I used to have hair. Mm-hmm. When when I was growing up, I always loved your hair. Your you? hair, it, it was it was straight and it was relaxed. And for the long time, you had like very, a ponytail, and I loved hair. it. I thought it was super cool. And mm-hmm. so I tried to grow my hair like that because I thought I want to have hair like my big brother. Mm-hmm. But my hair didn't do that. My hair was it was it was it was curly, and it, your hair grew like down and, and kind of wavy. Mm-hmm. My hair kind of grew up and out, no matter what I tried to do to it. Um, so eventually, I kind of figured out I can't have hair like that. But you know, I could probably do something. Some I could do something with it. Yeah. And so uh, our brother, my older brother, your younger brother, mm-hmm. his name is Aaron. We were, we were, I was, I was in junior high, seventh grade, probably, uh, I don't know, maybe like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's two, year and a half, as far as school goes, two years above me. So okay. he would have been in ninth grade. He had me convinced, absolutely convinced mm-hmm. that uh, he knew how to give me a good proper haircut, that he could right. do something with my hair yeah. that otherwise was, well, I didn't know what to do with it, that he could do something and, and make it look cool. That's right. all That's all I want. Yeah. I was a kid. I was in school. I just wanted a cool haircut. And so he had mm-hmm. us have some hair clippers. I don't even think they were his. He probably either borrowed them slash stolen from one of his friends. And then he said, just let me use the hair clippers. No, yeah. he's going to do me up, right? Yeah. So I was like, that sounds cool. Our parents were nowhere in sight. They were nowhere <laughs> in a position to tell either one of us 
that this was probably not a good idea. Which is actually really odd because uh, our parents were almost always in sight. It's, it, well, That's the thing. Especially our mom. She's very. She's a very hands-on mom. Very present. You of can't all days. trust her. No, 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 no. Can't trust her. No, no, no. But she was very involved. On this day, both of our parents. I could. I couldn't trust her to save right. me from but what was about to happen. This particular day. So I had plenty of hair. And so he, he took the clippers and in his in his absolute expert haircutting experience decided the best idea was mm. to start right down the middle. Yeah. And that way That's how most hairstylists do it. That way if it didn't work out, mm-hmm. we could we could work backwards from sure. there. So he took the clippers, um, assured me mm-hmm. this was gonna work out great. Went right down the middle, and it was like uh, it, it, it was like the rainforest being cut down, including you know the the tears streaming down my eyes when I went to. In fact, it wasn't before I even knew what happened. He got about halfway across my head. The look on his face was all I needed. I'm to, thinking of a word, synergy. <laughs> no, I was gonna. Another no, word? unfortunately, it was not synergy. Hashtag not synergy. <laughs> uh, and so you know, and so we both knew. That there was only one way to remedy this, mm. he had to take the rest of it off. And now this was this was uh, 1991. Okay. So this was a couple oh, of decades wow. ago, and it was certainly not back. a time like now, 2015. Mm. Every, every other dude has a shave. Guys who can grow a beautiful head of hair mm-hmm. will shave it off because you know it, it looks kind of all right. Yeah. In right. 1991, nobody the, was doing the, that. The, the only reason you didn't have hair was is if your brother tried to cut your hair. Your brother tried to cut your hair. Mm-hmm. You were uh, you were a member of a, a neo-Nazi group. Yeah. Uh, or you or were, both. Or both. Yeah. Or both. Those, those were kind of the two scenarios. Yeah. So we had to shave the rest of my hair off. Uh, I mm-hmm. was in tears because all I mm-hmm. could imagine was going going to school. With my hair like this, I found our absent mother, mm-hmm. um, probably in tears, convinced her to let mm-hmm. me stay home the next day from school. And she was, did. Yeah, I actually nice. got to stay home just to, just right. so I can contemplate how in the world am I going to go to school yeah. with a shaved head. And then I thought, you know what? I, in, in, in a very misguided moment of youth, I thought, they're not going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to know. This. It's just going to be a normal right. day. Yeah. And I have a couple of memories. One of them being, I was like, I was like the elephant man during lunch, mm-hmm. just just a crowd of kids, just to, just looking in my head, snickering, laughing, joking. There was jokes about Rogaine. There was jokes about chemotherapy. Uh-huh. Uh, lots of you know dark comedy. That's nice. no, over kids my head. are great. Yeah. <laughs> and just, really nice. uh, And it was you know, but, uh, but but whatever. Like of course the irony is today. I, I, I shaved my head on purpose, mm-hmm. but in 1991, you know, Not. hair today. Ah, hashtag hair today. I like Sweet. it. Sweet. Now that's synergy. I like it. Synergy. Up high. Beautiful, baby. No, you know what's really funny is I, as a kid, I actually do remember that you had hair. Martin had, and Aaron, both, yeah. both of my brothers had this beautiful curly hair. Mm-hmm. He wanted straight hair. <laughs> I wanted the beautiful curly hair. Hashtag irony. Irony. Uh, hashtag O Henry. Um, but, uh, I didn't, I had, I had straight hair like my mom. They had curly hair like our dad. And, uh, but my grandmother had the solution to this mm-hmm. in the fourth grade. My grandmother had enough of me wishing that I had curly hair <laughs> and she, and she gave me a perm. My grandmother <laughs> gave me a perm in the fourth grade. And, um, such a good idea. So great. And I remember it and I just complained. I was like, what? This smells awful. What are you doing to me? This can't be right. Uh, there's something wrong. You're doing something wrong. And she's like, she says, no, baby. P- 
pain for beauty. And I was like, I didn't ask for this. I don't want this. Anyway, I had this perm. My hair, I had a total fro, came way out. I went to, I was, I was like, you know how cats look when you douse them with water? That's how I looked, except the other direction. I went to school the next day. And at the time, it was like Barbara Streisand had this album called Streisand Superman. And she had a big, and everybody started calling me Barbara Streisand at school. And I said, no, I, I went home and I was like, no, I can't. I, let's get rid of it. And again, same thing with me. I made them give me a haircut. They cut my hair. It's like about that short. And I went, you could still see a little bits of waves in my hair, but no, there was no, I was not having it. Did not enjoy that. But no. you had beautiful hair. I appreciate I did. Hair. There was a time. Yeah. Apparently. But, and I think a lot of people assume that maybe I'm the bald one yeah. because I wear so you many hats, hat. but I love hats. That's yeah. the reason that I wear hats. Yeah, I've see, always worn hats. And a lot of people see me and they say, why doesn't he wear he hats? He should really wear hats is yeah, what they say. That would probably work out. Um, if you're right, actually, right now, while you're thinking about, it, go to the comment section and tell Martin exactly why he. <laughs> We're all thinking it. How dare so, you? No, I'm just kidding. So, what about what else about hair? Uh, well, I think uh, if it's not if it's not obvious, I probably somewhat uh, uh, overcompensate for my lack of scalpel hair mm-hmm. with uh, with with my chin hair. Oh yeah, I yeah. actually grow my. I've, from, from the time I was a teenager, I've yeah. grown beards pretty easily. I you grow hair pretty well. I actually it looks like because I, I always have kind of a beard going yeah. on. I keep it pretty short, but um, but I don't. I can't grow a beard like you can grow. You a like beard. to give the impression that there's more on the way. No, but there's not. And no. in fact, I I go to the bar. Okay, this is another thing. I love hats. Mm-hmm. Ironically, I love haircuts. I love haircuts. The day, that's the day that I look, I always look forward to haircut day. I go once a month, like the same, mm-hmm. the same week of every month. I look forward to it. It's amazing. I love the whole yeah. experience of you, going to a barber shop. You should see his diary the night before haircut day. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's lovely. My diary. School so I, but I go and every, every time, well, not anymore. Cause they, they know me now, but sure. they, you go to a new barber and the first thing they ask is I, I like it short on the sides. They go, Oh, do you want to, are you going to have the beard? Do you want us to keep it? I'm like, yeah, but don't, don't worry about it. Cause I can't grow hair here. <laughs> I can't grow sideburns. They can't say, do, do you want the sideburns? And I'm like, if I could grow sideburns, I probably would. But no, I could. There's a big patch right mm-hmm. there. I would look ridiculous, like a yeah. what do you call it? A fade? <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. sure. You know, but there's there's a certain style that I see a lot, kind of with the basketball players. I don't think it's mm-hmm. exclusive to them, but you know they'll have a full beard. They'll have a nice faded haircut. Yeah, yeah. They have the the missing patch, but it's on purpose. So it's bad enough that I wear if I wear a twins hat, people think <laughs> I like baseball. If yeah. I actually grew out my sideburns, mm-hmm. people would assume that I was a basketball player. Yeah, the day that I could actually attach my beard to my actual uh, my hairline was it was a very very proud day. But now I have the beard, but I shaved my head. I I had to figure out how to you know how, how to make a nice natural fade from my bald head to my beard. That's really I'm I'm not a fan of of the of the very sharp uh, line of this is mm-hmm. where the beard stops. Here's where the scalp begins. You know what? Uh, so I used to have long hair. You mentioned I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned I, I had ponytails. I, I mean, I would occasionally wear a ponytail, sure. but it wasn't always a ponytail. because I remember because I wanted a ponytail. No, but my hair came about like that <laughs> down to there, and um, I was uh, luxurious. Yeah, and then but I the, I cut it because uh, I think the last long hair. Uh... Oh. oh. Yeah. 
And there was that. That was episode number seven of the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour. And I bet you had no idea, no idea, that Greg had so much to say about hair. Uh, and, and, you know, for, I, 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 I sort of referenced it a little bit, you know, Greg, for uh, a long time when I was a kid growing up and he was, uh, you know, like 18, 19, 20-something years old. For several years, he had long hair past his shoulders were put in a ponytail i always thought it looked super cool so i wanted to i wanted a ponytail like him but my hair didn't grow like his but um anyway whatever whatever i did eventually grow a ponytail i was oh goodness it was i was in college so whatever it kind of made sense i guess and um i just let it grow and grow and grow and i just went through the the the, the terrible phase of where i just it, it looked just like uh i don't know what it looked like it just looked like a big big furry ball on top of my head just a sort of a helmet that it never quite fell down but I would I would eventually put it in a ponytail and you know did I rocked that for a year or so and then um you know I don't know I I, I knew that when I cut the ponytail that ultimately eventually it was all going to come off like I wasn't going to just have like a like a you know respectable conservative haircut like I was going to eventually just shave it all off because I, I could tell I could you know it the 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 hairline was receding i knew the end was near so so you know i think i wanted to do the ponytail just as a last ditch effort because i knew once i once i got rid of it i was never going back and i never did so i've I've been shaving my head bald for you know about a decade now i can't even remember what it's like to have hair that said brings us to episode eight of the greg and martin 10 minute chat hour not the final episode just the last one that we've recorded but again we will do more in the future Especially if you guys like it, which, uh, according to your feedback, you do. So, that said, episode eight is about superheroes. Because uh, when when I was a kid, uh, I loved comic books, uh, and Greg loved comic books. And in fact, it was Greg who introduced me to to comic books. And so, uh, so my very favorite superhero growing up. Well, you know, I'm not going to fucking tell you. Well, okay, fuck, you probably already, if you're a fan of the podcast, you probably already know. But in the interest of of, uh, of not spoiling it, just in case, I won't tell you. I'll, I'll let you hear me tell you all about my favorite superhero. And uh, as, as for Greg, he also tells you about his favorite superhero. However, it's not exactly a superhero of the comic book variety. But that said, you're, you'll hear all about Greg's favorite superhero, who, as a, just to give you a bit of a hint, his superpower, generally speaking, is making women throw their panties at him on stage. So, there is that. Who is it? You're about to find out in episode 8 of the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour, right now. Welcome back. Here we are. Episode 8 of the Martin and Greg, Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour. Good Greg enough. and Martin. Yeah. Whatever. You know what it's called. Um, I'm Greg Lestraps. And I am the official YouTube superstar of the Greg and Martin 10-minute chat hour. Yeah. And here, here's something that I don't know if you know. You can't spell superstar without super. No, you can't. And you can't think Martin without hero. No. And when you put those two together, you have superhero. Sandwich. Superhero, superhero sandwich. Superhero sandwich. Hashtag superhero sandwich. Hashtag, that was quick. That was good. We didn't even have to work into that uh, one. Yeah, it usually takes us half an episode to come up with something. <laughs> but I love superheroes. Uh, I love, I love comic books. And yeah. I love superheroes. So do I. And are you saying I don't? 
I'm implying that you You wouldn't don't. even know what comic books are if it weren't for me. I, you know, there, there's an argument to be made that I would have found them eventually. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Maybe you would. I mean, they're, it's not like they're hiding them. I love all sorts of superheroes, but my favorite, mm-hmm. hands down, from the time I was a kid was Batman. Batman. I and love Batman too. like so many kids before me, it, this wasn't an original thing, but I, my brain connected with it the way so many other kids did. Mm-hmm. I, Batman captured my imagination because he was a superhero up uh, on the levels of with the pantheon of superheroes, like, like Superman and the flash and the green lantern could kick butt. All of these guys, all of them had superpowers. Right. Batman had no superpowers. He technically isn't a superhero. He was just a dude. He's a hero. Who worked really hard, got himself really fit. Like me. Studied hard in school, became the Dark Knight detective. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that absolutely captured my imagination because especially as a kid with a big imagination who loved superheroes, you know, I, there, I couldn't, there was no way that I could go back and be born on Krypton mm-hmm. and have my parents put me on a rocket ship and send me to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could, if, if I was dedicated enough, I could work hard and I could become Batman. It's not too late. And uh, in fact, when I, when I was a kid, I actually got in trouble. I, I took a, a bath towel. You never got in trouble. I, well. You ne- he never got in trouble. First of all, I that was, was, his super I was a delightful child. Yeah, he was a YouTube super. He was the YouTube superstar of children. I broke the internet before the internet existed. That's right. But I, I took a bath towel mm-hmm. and I and I cut the bottom of it because if you know Batman, his cape it looks like you know it's a, what would you how, how would you describe it? I would say if a bat wore a cape, it would look like that. Fair enough. And so I did that with a bath towel tied around my neck. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Even if I got in trouble, I was so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing bad happened. Yeah. Well, I did the same thing with... I, it was Superman when I was uh, very young. Mm-hmm. And I would go... Like, my briefs and my V-neck t-shirt mm-hmm. and a towel wrapped right. around my neck. And I still do that occasionally. Kind of like what's happening below our desk. If you see right me now. at the supermarket, that's probably what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. But um, Batman... I loved Batman. It, here's the thing with Batman. Batman's great because... Uh, my favorite era of Batman was the Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams sure. era. I sure. think they, that's, that's the Quintus. That's, you don't need to go farther than that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's like the, the Frank Miller and all that, yeah. all, everything since then, which is all well and good. Yeah. yeah. For me, it doesn't get better than that. However, and I know that there are going to be people who differ with me on this. And right. Please feel free in the comments all to right. tell me what I a jerk I am right for now. thinking this. I love the Batman TV show. From the okay, 60s. Sure. I think it is brilliant satire. It's hilarious. But I think a lot of people take offense at the fact that here's Batman. He's a superhero. He's There's nothing funny about Batman. He's, it comes from a tragic, <laughs> uh, tragic story that happened to him when he was a kid. And now he's a he's got. But but the Batman TV show, I, I endlessly. Yeah, I can watch that all day long. I, I loved the Batman uh, series when I and I mean I saw it in syndication. I'm not nearly as old as you, so I saw it in syndication. But but because I was a kid, I the the satire was completely lost on me. I thought it was the most exciting. No, you just thought it was a great trip. show. Yeah, you just thought it was a great show, and then you get older and you're like, oh wow, this is written by a, a bunch of college kids yeah. probably. And the truth is Hilarious that show, that show so good, along so good. with just my general love of Batman, I thought. I only wish this was a joke. Mm-hmm. I legitimately thought growing up to be Batman was a viable career option. 
Well, you would. And and so and, and so I decided that I, you know what? Nobody else is is taking the mantle. Nobody else is is taking the mantle of the cowl. So you may as well. I was about twelve years mm-hmm. old, and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I mean, I'm a kid now, but one day I'll be a grown up, mm-hmm. and I'll be tall and athletic and all the things that I'm not today, mm-hmm. and I can be Batman. And but I also thought, you know what? I need a Robin. So uh, it was sixth grade, and I told my very best friend. I said, you know what? Don't tell anybody because obviously secret identity right i'm yeah. gonna grow up to be batman don't t- and you know, i'm gonna need a rob and if you're up for the gig i'm gonna need a robin but i'm gonna be a batman and and he assured me from the bottom of his heart yeah wouldn't tell anybody and i felt i felt good that one person knew my secret mm-hmm. and then that was it we went to recess 10 minute recess came back just a crowd of kids pointing and laughing at the kid who thought he was going to be batman <laughs> Ten minutes. He could let ten minutes pass before giving up my secret identity. You've, but the thing is, that, you know, you've never seen a more adorable loser. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, funny. but here's the thing, though, and, and I'll keep this short because yeah. what do we have? Like ten minutes left? Is uh, <laughs> we don't. While I didn't grow up to become Batman, I did genuinely, I think, take away from that that even in my life today, you know, you work hard, you yeah, apply yourself, no, you can do great things. That's the takeaway, yeah. I think, from Batman. Yeah, and that genuinely, you know, I, I still today, with the exception of episode eight. <laughs> right, right, exactly. No, Batman, great. But yeah, but as I was saying, the TV show is. See, I, I, I don't. The Neil Adams. Denny O'Neill, Batman series, yeah, they're, that the run that they had uh, at DC Comics, brilliant. That's to me the quintessential Batman. But as many Batman movies as there have been, mm-hmm. as many Batman anim- the animated series, sure. and Adam West, he is the Batman as far as I'm concerned. Maybe he doesn't represent the Batman that mm-hmm. we think Batman should be, but uh, dude. Yeah, and for anybody who hates on the Batman show. series, don't the truth, hate on it. The truth is, being a if, if that series didn't exist, it was it was a it was a it was a very important bridge of keeping Batman in the mainstream. Because like, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But and you know what happened? Actually, the comic books took a turn, and they stopped being dark and serious, and they actually were. Batman was kind of goofy in the comic books. Mm-hmm. For a stretch of time, and I think actually it was uh, it was Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill yeah. who kind of were like, okay, let's let's, let's get this back on on course. Yeah, yeah. Now, who's your superhero of choice? Because you love superheroes. I love superheroes, but I have to say, if I have to choose a superhero, mm-hmm. it's not really a superhero. My hero is Tom Jones, but because he's got dude can he can he still sings like crazy. That guy has got a voice on him mm-hmm. and um, a voice. Sure, was, that too. But a super. In the Welsh accent, and he's smooth with the ladies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced. I'm not entirely convinced that he's not the alter ego of some masked Avenger. <laughs> I believe that he uh, he probably is a superhero. We just don't know it. We just think he's an international pop star. Can I paraphrase a quick uh, quote from Tom Jones? I saw an please, interview with him, do. and he was talking about you know he's a very famous. He, the, the women love him. They love and, him. And he was talking about how his wife. Uh, how he deals with his wife, you know, and, and, you know, being jealous and worried about what he does when he's away from home touring. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, his his understanding with his wife is, ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. That's a good policy. And I'm going to say that that's going to be, that's between us, that's the same thing. <laughs> Just don't ask me any questions. <laughs> and I don't have to lie to you. No, Tom Jones is it. I, re- I saw Tom Jones in concert when I was five years old. It was my very oh, first wow. rock concert. It was Tom Jones. And man, he was up on stage and the ladies were just going crazy. You know, they threw their underwear on stage for him and they would come, they would rush the stage 
and all these women are asking him to kiss them. And he's doing it. He's like kissing all these women that are. And I five years old. I was just like, I that's what I want to do. That's why I sing. I don't you know. And I had to be like Batman. Wow. I did, don't have I didn't have a natural singing voice. I had to be like Bruce Wayne. And I had to cultivate that voice uh, working out every day at the gym. <laughs> How, however you do that however you become a good tom singer tom jones is your batman he's my batman tom I jones i didn't is my see batman. that one coming for sure I, I saw tom jones in concert did you i saw tom jones everyone in las should vegas. see tom jones in concert here's the thing i didn't even <clears throat> plan on watching him i was in las mm-hmm. vegas with my my current wife then girlfriend chanel mm-hmm. and uh it was the end of our trip we were just getting ready we were, we were gonna leave we were just hanging out on this trip it was just mm-hmm. a matter of time before we hit the road <laughs> And uh, Tom Jones was playing at the MGM Grand. Right. And uh, there was discount tickets available because the show was going to start in like an hour. It hadn't quite sold out yet. And so we thought, you know, it would be hilarious. Wouldn't it be hilarious just as a lark if we got tickets to Dom Tom Jones? That'd be such a funny story. We got tickets. Five minutes into the show, I was throwing my panties onto the stage. I know, because there, there's the people go into it ironically. I, like, I, I remember once, I back in the day when I used to work at record stores, and then the, the reps from, you know, uh, the record companies would call, and they'd talk to me. Uh, nope. And that's that. That's, uh, that's, that's all eight episodes of the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour. Uh, of course, like I said, multiple times in this episode, we will continue to do, to do them uh, as soon as we are able to get together and do some more. And so for that last episode, the uh, uh, superhero sandwich, as we called it, uh, you know, since we recorded that episode, there have been, uh, you know, their Batman versus Superman came out. And by and large, the uh, the whole world took a big, fat, steamy dump on it. But, uh, you know, whatever. I liked it. So whatever. Fuck you. I enjoyed it. Uh, also, recently, I watched Captain America Civil War. Actually, I've watched it twice in the theaters. Fucking love that one. That was terrific. Uh, a few weeks ago, there was Deadpool, which was outstanding. It was, you know, just for my money, just about as perfectly as you can do uh, uh, the superhero comic book movie. And uh, later in the year, there's going to be Doctor Strange is coming out. And then uh, there's an X-Men movie coming out this uh, this coming weekend. So... You know, I, I as far as as you know, when I was a kid, all I all I wanted in the world was was to see live action versions of my favorite comic book heroes. So, so you know, right now this this I'm living in a golden age of superhero comic book movies, and believe me, I don't take it for granted. I mean, there were there were movies, there you know, they would come along every now and then when I was growing up, and they weren't always particularly good. I mean, the the Christopher Reeve Superman was outstanding, and there was the. Uh, uh, the Tim Burton Batman, which uh, especially when I was a kid, was just one of the most exciting events of, of my of my childhood. But you know, mostly you know, comic book movies weren't taken terribly seriously by anybody, including the filmmakers. So they just weren't very good. So right now, we're getting these superhero comic book movies that are of just amazing, amazing quality, and I'm enjoying every second of it because I, because you know, I know, I know it's not going to last forever. At some point, the, they're going to fall out of vogue, and something else become the thing. So I'm enjoying this for as long as they, as long as they're making them, I'm going to go to the theater and watch them over and over. Cause I fucking love them. Speaking of which, uh, you should go to Amazon, go to amazon.com and get yourself, uh, buy yourself some, some superhero movies on, on DVD. Maybe get, maybe get yourself the 1989 Tim Burton Batman. Why the fuck not? Uh, but before you do go to the official website of this podcast, which you'll find at martinlesstrapsshow.com. 
And when you get there, go to the shop page and click the Amazon banner. It's going to take you to Amazon, do all the same shopping you were otherwise going to do, including buying Tim Burton's Batman or maybe buying a Superman with Christopher Reeve. In fact, you could probably, I have a box set that has all of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. I forget what I paid for, but you know, at this point, Blu-rays, they're practically giving them away because everybody watches movies on computers or just fucking steals them. So I feel like I'm one of the last people who actually buys Blu-rays or actually buys tickets to the theater. But but whatever. If you are one of those people like me, then uh, go to Amazon. Get yourself something. Uh, but like I said, go to, the, go to the website first, martinlesscrapshow.com, because if you do, Amazon in turn will kick a few pennies back our way. And then we get to take those pennies and reinvest them into the show, which allows us here at the Martinless Trap Show podcast hour to make... This show is good as we can possibly make it for you, which is what we strive to do week after week after week. Also, please subscribe to the podcast. Go to iTunes, hit the subscribe button. It is absolutely free. And it means every week a new episode will drop into your iTunes list just like this. It's magic. I do it for you. You don't even have to think about it. You don't even have to listen to it when it drops. Listen to it at your convenience. This is this is entertainment on demand at your service, at your convenience. If you're driving down the road or you're on the elliptical or you're washing dishes or you're taking a jog, whenever, just pop on the podcast and let me entertain your ear holes for an hour or so. Uh, if you're not an iTunes listener, I get it. Then, uh, you know, not everybody is uh, is into Apple products and iTunes and whatnot. You can also listen at Stitcher Radio, which you can find at Stitcher.com. It's also free. All the episodes are also available. I'm pretty sure you can subscribe there or sign up and bookmark, whatever. I'll be honest. I don't do it. I just know that the show's available there. So, you know, you can listen to it. I also know you can just go to the website and search for the show and press play. And, you know, that'll work just as well. And uh, what else? Oh, I guess uh, if neither one of those options works for you, then there's the old-fashioned way you can actually listen to all 121 episodes at martinlestrapshow.com, the official website of this podcast. All the episodes are available, uh, just like they are on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. So, you know, you've got options. And what better thing in the world can there possibly be than options? I suppose uh, having no diseases and not going to bed hungry and that sort of thing. But, but whatever, as far as fucking podcasts go, it's nice to have options. And that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this week's episode, episode number 121. I want to thank all of you for spending the, the last two weeks uh, reminiscing, going backwards, and, uh, and, and listening, to, uh, listening to the first eight episodes of the Greg and Martin 10-Minute Chat Hour. It's uh, certainly a passion project that uh, Greg and I are very proud of and we enjoy doing very much. And like I said, we look forward to doing more episodes for you, uh, hopefully, hopefully, in the very near future. Uh, but either way, we'll definitely do some more. Uh, one thing that I can guarantee you, though, is the podcast will absolutely continue on a, on a weekly basis because, you know, that's how I roll. So next week for episode number 122, I have an outstanding guest for you. And I won't, I won't, I won't give you too many details, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, he, he, he's an author. So let me start with that. He, he's an author. He's a horror author. He's been on the show before. Uh, and, uh, and, and whatever, fuck it. I, what, what am I, what am I pretending like it's a secret? His name is Ben Eads. Ben, he, he was on, I believe it was episode number 53 previously. He came back to the show and the idea was we were going to talk about writing and we eventually did. But before we talked about writing, Ben left me riveted for about 40 solid minutes. You barely even hear my voice because Ben leaves me absolutely riveted as he tells a story about, God, I don't want to fucking spoil it for you. Just, okay, let, 
It involves violence and Ben being a fucking badass. We'll say that. That, that that's all I'm going to tell you until next week because it's fucking amazing. So there you have it. Uh, that's going to be episode number 122 next week, and it's fucking goddamn it! I can't wait for you to hear it. It's so great. So thanks, thanks everybody for for checking out episode 121. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. And until next time, I will see you on the other side.